Welcome to season two of the Connect FCS Ed podcast. Each episode is geared towards recruiting, supporting, and retaining past, current, and future professional family and consumer sciences educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate families and careers with you. Hi, and welcome back to the Connect FCS Ed podcast. I'm your host, Barb Scully. Welcome to episode 93, where we are going to be coming back and chatting with Dr. Janine Duncan and Dr. Gwendolyn Hustavet on the International Federation of Home Economics about the 2022 World Congress. I'm really excited about this conversation because we really dive deep into where the Congress is going to be held here in the United States and then dive a little bit deeper into why you, as American family and consumer sciences professionals, why you should attend the World Congress. So many great conversations that we have in this chat, and I'm really excited for you to tune in and just gain all of this knowledge and opportunity that you have available with World Congress being in our backyard here in the United States. So I'm really excited for you to tune in. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, ladies. Welcome back, and I'm excited to have you joining the podcast again. Well, we're glad to be here again. Thanks, Barbara, for having us. Yes. We're glad to be here and talk more about our obsession right now, which is the upcoming World Congress. Yes. Well, if you did not listen to the previous episode, you'll need to go back and check that out. But we have some exciting stuff happening for the IFHE 2022 World Congress. Can you talk about when and where the Congress is going to be held in the U.S.? Happy to do so. We have been making plans for um, many years now. The International Federation for Home Economics World Congress, it's the 24th, is going to be held in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, So coming up right here in the southern, southeast part of the United States, uh, September 6th through 10th, 2022. So it's just a little over five months away, and we can't wait to welcome people to Atlanta. Our international colleagues are excited about Atlanta because they recognize Atlanta is one of kind of a second capital of the United States. It's sort of the hometown of the civil rights movement. And so for people who are really interested in that aspect of U.S. culture coming from places all around the world, uh, Asia, Africa, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, uh, this is a really great Uh, opportunity for them to get to know a part of the United States that we can all be really proud of. Um, But of course, is an opportunity for us as U.S. professionals to be able to meet people from all over the world uh, right here on our home turf, just a short flight away. We haven't had a World Congress in the Americas since 1988. Am I right about that, Janine? You are, uh, 1955 before that. And so the last one was in Minneapolis. This is not something that happens every day here in the Western Hemisphere. So this is a really great opportunity for people who are interested in learning more about FCS uh, as it um, is shaped in the global community. Well, you just, you bring up so much when it comes to Atlanta, Georgia and um, the civil rights movement and all of that information going oh my gosh, I would not have thought 
that being a you know second capital for globally and so that just that just goes to show you know my naiveness and but it's i think it's important for everybody to to know how these locations are picked when it comes to where world congress is going to be hosted so i think that's just fascinating so good for you i'm sure janine can get into like the all of the detail level of how it ended up being georgia but just off the top of course we know that um, Georgia has an excellent family consumer science uh, education community. We are getting strong support from the University of Georgia and departments there. And so, uh, you know, Georgia is uh, uh, in the, you know, top 10 uh, universities nationally, um, University of Georgia, and they, uh, they have a very strong uh, family consumer science education program. So obviously, that makes it easy. Um, uh, Janine, I'm sure that there were other uh, reasons why Atlanta was a good choice, but uh, that's that right off the bat, the strength of the support we have there was probably uh, the thing that- um, Oh, absolutely. First. Our partnerships with our, with our um, fellow FCS professionals is key. And you, know, you already mentioned University of Georgia, but connected to University of Georgia are our extension colleagues. And so our extension colleagues have been playing a significant role in the planning for the Congress, as has our Georgia affiliate. And so what we're doing, we can't be, nothing that's gonna happen happens in a vacuum. And so we're really grateful to the partnerships that we have with all of our Georgia colleagues at every level of family consumer sciences. Oh, that's great. So if we're talking about family and consumer sciences professionals on that global scale, why should our FCS professionals attend Congress? Well, you know, <clears throat> off mic, we were talking about um, the idea of, of getting people to be professionally involved. And what we were saying, and I think this is the key thing, is that in family consumer sciences in the United States, in home economics around the world, what we understand about our professional associations is that it provides a really good opportunity to network. Um, but networking for us is far more. It really is relationship building. And as we're relationship building, we're building friendships. And one thing is that we get to see, you know, if we go to national meetings, we say our friends every year, right? We connect, we go out, we talk about the things that are important to us professionally. To do that at an international level and to be able to connect with colleagues from around the world um, who are doing the same things that we're doing in different countries. And that's sometimes, that's, you know, I remember talking to students long ago, my undergraduate students, who couldn't believe that there would be professionals doing what they're studying to do in other parts of the world. And so I think that's that's part of the, that's part of this is that we wanna be able to connect people. Um, if you're a teacher in family consumer sciences here in the United States, there will be professionals who are educators in home economics you know, from other countries. And those are people who you wanna connect with because they're worried and concerned and they're working on the same sorts of issues that you are in your classrooms. So what traditions can participants look forward to when attending Congress? Yes. So the Congress, um, the word I'm going to come up to is that it's regal. There's a, there's a regality to, to it because this is, you know, Congress has been happening since the formation of IFHD back in 1908. You know, we've, we've been having these Congresses every four years. And when we think about that, there's pageantry with it. Um, and that pageantry was going to begin with an opening ceremony um, on Wednesday, September 7th. And through that, we're going to see um, an opportunity for the United States 
to share its celebration of home economics with our colleagues from around the world. Um, so that's one piece of tradition. A second one has to do with our closing ceremony. Um, and the closing ceremony, not only again, is that United States presenting itself to the world, but you'll also see this connection because there'll be the presenting of the flag and the movement of the Congress from the United States to its next destination. So there's that's a really cool thing. Packed into the in-between, you're going to see really rich and robust um, you know, um, concurrent sessions, um, plenary speakers and so on, that's going to help um, to build that intellectual space that we're so familiar with when we go to conferences um, to study within our discipline. And so it's, it's all very exciting. And of course, you can't have any of that without the social. Um, so a tradition is welcome dinners and closing banquets. And so lots to participate in. Gwendolyn, did I miss anything? You know, um, when you talk about it being regal, this is something I was just suddenly thinking, uh, you know, Barbara, I know you introduced me um, uh, earlier, but uh, as the current president of IFHE, I'm actually directly participating in this pageantry. I am busy, uh, you know, I, I wear clothes I make myself, and so I'm busy really thinking through the details of, of what I'm going to sew to wear um, to reflect uh, my um, position as an American because people often will, will choose a national dress, right? And so we get to see um, uh, the, the reflection of dress from people around the world as they're wearing it. Um, I have a... Uh, uh, a chain that I have to wear. Um, everybody addresses me as a Madam President. Um, and uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's very, um, uh, it's, it's a, it's a visual representation of the respect that people around the world have for home economics, which isn't something that we get to feel every day. You know, um, uh, we oftentimes kind of find ourselves, uh, uh, you know, explaining or apologizing or, um, you know, uh, defending uh, the importance of the t different areas that we teach. So it's really wonderful to be in a uh, position where the whole focus is on how much respect our discipline has around the world. So um, the, the other thing, you mentioned the social parts. Think of a normal conference. If you've ever been to an academic conference, like think of that. Okay, fine. There's that. That's inside the World Congress. But um, surrounding all of that are all of the other, um, you know, congressional type activities, right, that involve, um, there's a, a council. Now, in this case, because of the pandemic, things are going to be changed up a little bit. So a good chunk of the council will be held virtually, but we'll still have a bit of council happening um, during the Congress. So people can see people from around the world making really important decisions about the discipline on an international level. That actually happens during the Congress. We have what are called program committees or uh, council committees that are groups that are working on really special or specific projects. So um, you think of your normal conference, but then also think about a special, maybe a, a research or special interest group meeting that you'd been to. That's also happening. And then, um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to toss it back to Janine to talk about. I can't even tell you how excited I am about um, the uh, innovations that they've come up with. At, um, at other World Congresses that I've attended, 
I'm going to be honest. I've actually skipped out on a few of the things because uh, the, the things that were um, like the home visits, right? Which people um, really love this chance to like go and go into a home, a, a South Korean home or an Australian home and meet people, have a meal prepared by their family. And I was just always kind of like, uh, that isn't, you know, that isn't quite my thing or I couldn't afford it, right? Because I was just a, a starving college student or um, it didn't fit in time-wise with my schedule. And I think that um, the Congress organizers this time have come up with some really cool innovations to actually help everyone who attends enjoy the best of the social interchange, um, but at the same time making it really affordable and also really easy. You don't have to like choose between doing a great social activity and a great intellectual activity. So Janine, tell them all about this innovation that you guys came up with, because I think this is the most uh, one of the most exciting things about the Congress this year. Well, you know, and I, I will tell you that we can't, um, Bev and I, Bev Card, my co-chair, our co-chair, um, we can't take credit for what's um, being dubbed as Learning Day on the Move. And I know that's what you've been hinting at, Gwendolyn. Um, that came actually from Carol Anderson, who's one of our IFHE US members, longtime IFHE member as well. And so she helped us actually, um, she helped IFHE US negotiate all of the details for having the Congress come to the United States. But Learning Day on the Move is extraordinarily innovative. And so what's happening with that? is that this is where our extension colleagues and our Georgia affiliate colleagues have really um, bent in and helped us um, because they were able to survey and think about what were some of the quintessential spaces within Georgia, within driving distance of Atlanta, that would allow us to examine sustainability and themes around sustainability from a variety of ways. And so we have, um, through Learning Day on the Move, there are 12 tours that are going to be taking place and tours is a light word. So I, you know, I want to kind of reel that one back in, but on Friday, September 9th, that day of the Congress dedicated to learning day on the move, um, people will be moving and will first selecting a particular space destination that they want to go to. For example, um, you know, you can go to um, the a whole civil rights tour. Um, and, and, and with that, it's, it's not just a tour of, oh, let's go around to um, the Carter Center or to the King Center. Um, we want to, there's engagement that's going to be taking place. There's going to be conversations with those people who are involved at those particular centers or any other space, um, oftentimes with different kinds of um, ex experiences. There could be hands-on experiences, um, but really that um, it's kind of the behind the scenes um, opportunities that aren't granted to the public. And so we're really grateful to our colleagues, um, our Family Consumer Science colleagues in Georgia for helping us set the tone for that. Um, it's a generally day-long events. And so most of them are going to be somewhere around eight or nine o'clock in the morning till about four or five in the afternoon. Um, some of them, there's a few that will be actually going to, um, to the University of Georgia campus in Athens because there's going to be some really expert opportunities for their faculty um, and some of their equipment, if not just equipment, but their, um, the spaces, the labs, the, um, those um, really that you have to be there to see it and to appreciate the kind of work oftentimes related to textiles. And so, you know, it's, a, it's, it's not a hands-on because sometimes we can't put our hands on the textiles, but it really is, you have to see there to, to really understand it. And so there's some of those tours that are taking us to UGA. We're breaking it at five o'clock because, you know, Gwendolyn made the reference to home dinners. And I can tell you that back when, or two, two meals, the two times I've gone. So here in the United States, when I was a young person, second year teacher, I did go to a Minneapolis or a Minnesota home 
Um, but it was really kind of fascinating because there was an agreement on that. It was creating kind of like a Thanksgiving dinner and, and so turkey and wild rice stuffing and those sorts of things. And But the people who were from around the world who this was a whole new adventure to understand Thanksgiving in the United States. When I was in South Korea, um, it, it took us to a different space of thinking about um, the kinds of foods and the interactions. And so I got to interact with two kids, a middle school um, sister and her brother who was like a sophomore in high school. And it was, it was, it was enriching. But COVID has changed things. And so we're not having home visits here in the United States in 2022. But that break at five o'clock allows us to have dinner with our colleagues. And so throughout the week, as people are meeting and greeting and, and getting to know one another, they can make time to say, let's go have dinner on Friday night. Let's pick a restaurant. Let's go wherever we want to go and um, have the kind of rich conversations that happen over dinner. And so um, it's, it's, it's an extraordinary day. We're looking forward to seeing it play out. And, um, and I, I know that it's going to be an opportunity for everyone involved, whether American or from around the world. And, and by having the Learning Day on the Move, one solid day. So it's that Thursday, right, Janine? Um, uh, Friday. Friday. Okay. So we're basically, we'll have Wednesday and Thursday with, you know, the sorts of things you might, well, besides the regal stuff we talked about, the sort of things you might expect at an academic research mm-hmm. conference. But then on Friday, right, the conference isn't, oh, the Congress isn't over yet. We take a pause and then everyone just leaves the conference location and goes out on this learning day on the move. I mentioned that some, that many of them are free, so they're included in the price of your registration. Some of them are maybe an additional $50. The one that recreates a White House dinner, for example, um, obviously the, the richness of the food is part of that. And so that one um, is one that you would pay for, but, but $10 for the Atlanta History Center um, day long event, which uh, involves lots of historic homes and, um, you know, guided tours through farms and things like that, or well, that's zero, zero additional, oh, that's $10 additionally, the Fernback Museum, Natural History Walk, um, uh, day long, you know, um, exploring uh, different um, uh, n- outdoor sites uh, is, is zero, right? So um, uh, people can choose based on their budget, but still enjoy this whole day. Mm-hmm. You're not left out because you can't afford to pay for a fancy technical tour. And you don't have to choose between doing uh, an activity like this and doing some of the other activities because we're all going to be doing it together that day so i think i'm really excited about that i can't wait to see you know i know which one i'd like to do but um you know there's so many different choices that uh you know as soon as we get to the 30 um you know uh people that are participating in an event then we'll have to ask people to pick something else um and uh so i think that there's going to be a lot of as well just a chance to be on in a van or on a bus with people that you may not have had a chance to talk to before during the during the Congress, um, because maybe they're not in your area or they're from a part of the world that you hadn't uh, had a chance to, um, you know, uh, uh, chat with them at the Congress yet. So um, I think that's that's something that a tradition that we've revamped for the for the new um, mm-hmm. world that we're in. But I think that's going to still carry on the tradition of helping our international colleagues learn about. American um, life in America and, um, you know, American culture and American history. Um, and also let us, uh, as Americans who are attending the event, um, take advantage of some really cool things um, around Atlanta related to family and consumer sciences. With Learning Day on the Move being one of those innovative pieces um, that you know, we're talking about, um, on Saturday, we're hosting a Youth Insights into Sustainable Development through Home Economics. And it's an in-person opportunity for, so 
for those of you who have students in FCCLA or in 4-H and you're ready to have them get more involved and learn more about the international aspects of home economics, family consumer sciences, this is an opportunity. They'll get the chance to participate in our plenary sessions in the morning um, coffee break so that they can network and get, you know, communicate with people and visit with all of our guests or all of our participants. But then they'll also get to see the closing ceremony. There'll likely be um, special events for them specifically to interact with leaders in home economics from around the world. And so that youth insights piece, I think is something that's really quite special in terms of what we're offering and something that our colleagues definitely in Georgia or close by could um, connect to. Um, because it is just a driving distance, you know, whatever's driving on it. And on Saturday, that's easy because kids aren't missing school. Uh, you just, the more you talk about it, you you just make me get that much more excited about the the opportunities at hand and making me really, really consider, okay, I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> We'd no. be happy to have you attend. Um, the event is happening at, uh, at the Hyatt Regency there in Atlanta. I've attended uh, several ACE American Council on Education events that were held at that. So, and, and I know that the Congress organizers have had a chance to see it. It's a really nice location. Um, it's convenient uh, from uh, transportation wise from the airport, but it's also right uh, down there near a lot of different uh, dining and um, opportunities uh, to uh, experience uh, life in Atlanta. Um, but then having the the event right there um, in the really nice uh, convention space that they have um, attached to the hotel means that um, you can, uh, you know, really have the space to have the conversations that you want to have either with your American colleagues who are there or with new people that you've met. I have made lifelong friends that I met through the um, through Young Professional Activities, which we have at the World Congress for, for people who are new to the FCS profession. And um, I've made lifelong friends with some of these people, and um, it's really been uh, an opportunity to fill up my uh, WhatsApp or my Facebook list with with people um, around the world. It's sometimes it means you have to worry about them. You hear about a flood or some 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 sort of other thing that happens somewhere in the world. You're like, oh no, I know somebody there. Um, but it also makes the world really seem like a smaller smaller place. Mm -hmm. So I know that we've all attended different um, academic or professional events. I think the World Congress is just that little bit next level because of the energy that everybody is bringing to it because it doesn't happen very often and it it will never happen with this particular group of people um, you know that managed to come just this one time to Atlanta. No, well, you just bring up an uh, or a natural segue going, okay, if I'm going to be a new attendee, what tips would you have for me? And what examples of programming? I know you've already talked about a lot of different programs, but any others? Oh, yeah, <clears throat> we have you covered for anybody who's new. Um, it's really hard to come into, a, you know, all of us have come into new spaces. And the one thing that we work hard at is making sure that everyone feels welcome. And so we have on the very first night on Tuesday, September 6th in the evening, there's going to be a first timers event. And at that event, the all of you who are first timers are invited and we encourage you to attend because at that time you'll get to um, talk and visit with all of the people who sit on our executive council. So not only will you get to meet Gwendolyn face-to-face -face and have conversations with her, but you'll get to meet all of the other officers who serve on the executive committee that come from around the world. We're also inviting, um, and there's a really wonderful title that we give to people. So eventually Gwendolyn will be stepping into um, 
a, a president of honor, past president of honor. And so we have past presidents of honor from around the world um, and actually in the United States too, because one of those people, um, Nancy Granovsky will be with us as well. But it's an opportunity to hear more from those folks who have been contributing. Um, and then certainly we will lay out the day or how the days are gonna progress and how to get involved and how to get the fullness of the Congress itself. And so we see that as a really good piece. Money is, you know, we always are working about budget and, and thinking about how to do that. Um, but one of the things that I say to my students is that you need to invest in yourself. And this is a moment in your history, in your professional history. And you might not get outside of the United States to go to a International um, Federation for Home Economics Congress again. And so take advantage of the fact that this is a moment. And so I encourage everybody to participate um, fully. And so you, you, there's, there's two different registration breakdowns. One is the full, where it has all of the social involved and that includes the welcome dinner and the closing banquet. Um, but then there's also a, a lower rate, a, a more sometimes cost-effective, where it doesn't include the social at all. And so I would encourage people to make sure that they participate in those social spaces because that's where um, that's where the fun happens. I mean, fun happens in our professional, you know, presentations too. But seriously, anytime that we're you know conversing over dinner and meeting new people and, and having the courage to sit some, next to somebody we don't know. Um, these are ways that to get involved and to understand more about the power of IFHE. Um, Gwendolyn, what else can I, what else can you add to that? You know, you, you mentioned about the, the fact that we, um, you know, have more, a slightly more cost-effective way to do it. Of course, those Learning Day on the Move um, activities that are um, zero, right, are included in your registration, um, it, you know, even if you can't afford to pay for the other additional activities. And so it's something to think about. You don't, you don't have to give up on social entirely because the learning on the move can be part of the social. Um, but, uh, I, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, banquet management. I'm not really a fancy, fancy person. I, you know, I don't know, right? It sounds awful. Um, high tone is that me right but then um, so I think the first world congress I went to I didn't go to any of the banquets but then the second one I went to um, the people that I made friends with over the years after I went to the first world congress were all like oh come on you got to come to the banquet and because you know as young professionals we're going to sit at a table back over here and I'm not saying we weren't paying attention to what was happening on stage but we were definitely having our own fun and um, building up memories uh, amongst ourselves um, and, uh, uh, I won't say anything about sneaking wine bottles off the table and, um, anything like that, but, uh, we had a, we had a really good time. And I would say in the end that, um, being able to participate in the cultural activities related to those, um, meals was also really, um, you know, something to think about like, oh, you know, what's a hundred dollars worth of food, eh, you know, right. I could cook this meal for less, but what's um, an opportunity to build a memory with people, right? I would, I would have to pay a ton more to go to Disneyland and I'm the kind of person that got a lot more out of a full Congress experience, um, you know, by making sure that I was there to be involved in everything. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to, as, as, uh, as Janine pointed out, like there, there are a bit more cost-effective ways. We, um, we have a, an app, Janine, uh, this is a way that people who attend can figure out like what to do because there's, there will be points during the day where there's a lot of choices and you have to be like, oh, what do I want to do? Where should I go? Right. Um, and so we have this app. Uh, what's that about, Janine? 
uh, certainly. So the Congress is going hybrid. And so that is an innovation in itself. Um, the Congress has never been hybrid. And so this is an opportunity for you know people who can get to Atlanta and be on the ground and participate in all of the events, really have everything at their fingertips. Um, that's, that's a, a moment. But we have colleagues who can't get to Atlanta. Um, really, really, they cannot travel. And so that hybrid allows them to be participating. And so through our Congress or through our um, website development, we'll also have a Congress app and that's going to allow for on-demand um, viewing of all different of different things. So our plenary speakers will be on demand. Our um, most of our um, concurrent sessions will be on demand. Um, and so so that is a way to first for those who can't be there to really get a, a good feel for what's happening at the Congress and to participate in and seeing all of the different presentations and those sorts of things. So that's cool. But for those of us who are actually on the ground. Um, we have eight breakout rooms and we have nine sessions, nine, nine concurrent sessions. So we have a chance to actually only choose nine sessions as we go through the day, as we go through our week with our on-demand app you'll get to see everything. Um, and these are things that sessions that might be useful, not only for you, but to perhaps um, share with your students in your classrooms um, or to think about how to use or uh, make connections to um, your own local professional development opportunities. Now the workshops, there'll be workshops um, in the evenings on several days and those won't be available through the through the hybrid platform, it's kind of, it would be kind of hard to do a hands-on, you know, um, you know, maybe we'll be doing something related to waste literacy or, um, you know, uh, uh, community banking or something where we're doing a hands-on activity that won't translate into the hybrid format. And so that's something else that, um, you know, somebody who's coming in person can think through, you know, how do I also take advantage of all the things that are here on ground that aren't part of that hybrid package so that I can do the, the you know, the things that I w would, um, not be able to go back and view later. Uh, so, you know, learning it on the move that whole day, um, none of that will be available for as part of the um, hybrid package. And so, um, you know, I think my advice to, to first time people would be to, to treat this like you're going to Disneyland, right? And to basically ask yourself, what you know, what do I really like? You know, is it you know, is it the Princess Castle? Is it Mickey Mouse? Is it the Jungle Cruise? You know, really identify kind of who you are, what theme related to, or what track related to the Congress um, uh, theme of sustainability you're really interested in. Follow that through. Uh, we'll be weaving that through the different plenary and um, uh, breakout sessions, and so you can pick a topic that really matters to you. Or you can say, I really want to learn about the best practice practicality of being an educator, or I want to hear the latest research about topics. Um, so once you have decided, you know, kind of which line you want to get in, thankfully, unlike Disney, um, you won't have to stand in line uh, hardly at all. You'll be able to go right to the session you're interested in. Um, so yeah, that, so that's my advice would be to spend some time looking at the schedule ahead of time and really thinking about, you know, kind of what kind of, um, Congress consumer am I and what do I want to engage in? Right. And those schedules be, will be out, um, around June 1st. Um, we know, you know, we've all, we've gone through abstract submissions. We know who's been accepted and we're now working to be able to start piecing that together. But by June 1st, we expect to have our schedule pretty firmed up and know, so people can see. You know, registration is open right now. Early bird, the early bird pricing goes through the beginning of May. Through May 10th. Yeah, May yeah 10th. early bird okay. registration through May 10th. 
And then we have um, most of our plenary speakers, uh, we've already gotten that settled. It's always a little challenging when you rearrange a Congress the way we did to make sure that you can re-secure some of the same uh, really interesting speakers. But so we have some, you know, definitely um, uh, very high power global speakers that are going to be uh, joining us. And we already know who those people are, um, even if we haven't announced the rest of the of the details in terms of each of the sessions. You bring up a great conversation who are some of our plenary speakers and their relevance to family and consumer sciences? Yeah, really important question. We're excited because as Gwendolyn mentioned that we've been able to draw from um, different parts of the world on different kinds of topics. And so um, one of our first speakers is going to be Dr. Lynette Schultz and she is coming out of Canada and her whole focus is looking at global citizenship education. And um, one of the projects, I was introduced to her actually while at the United Nations um, because she was giving a presentation. I think, Wendelin, you were with me on, on that particular occasion. But she um, she's worked with high school students from around the world to begin defining global citizenship and what that means. And so I think she's going to have a lot to offer um, family consumer science um, professionals here in the United States in terms of making connections, um, not just to global you know, social justice and ed policy, but looking at um, how do we conceive of citizenship? How do we help to promote civic engagement? These are the things that connect back to FCCLA. And so we were just very excited to have Dr. Schultz with us. Another person who's coming to us is Dr. Hale Antifan, and she's actually an American. She's a, um, uh, a faculty at Cornell University, and she is working with gender responsive agriculture. And for those of you who listened to our past um, session, you might remember us talking about the fact that IFHE focuses, uh, or one of our focuses, looking at um, gender equity. And so uh, Dr. Tufan comes from that space, and she looks at it in terms of agriculture and how are how how do women find their space in agriculture um, around the world? And and for women and for for thinking about um, home economics, um, that's something where. Um, agriculture and home economics are inherently tied um, across in countries all around the world. They are too. We have historic roots like that here in the United States as well. And so she's going to be talking about that. Um, she was the recipient of the World Food Prize um, a couple of years ago. And I'm not going to guess the year right now because I don't have it in front of me. But she's renowned in her work and, um, and we're excited that she's going to be joining us. Um, third person who's going to be with us is Dr. Seema Puri. And she is um, uh, from, she hails from India. Um, she is a member of IFHE. And so we're thrilled to be able to feature one of our own members as a plenary speaker. Um, but her work has to do with looking at aging. Um, she is um, um, very committed to gerontology um, and, and works in, in dietetics, nutrition, health. And so she'll be bringing those pieces to it. And you know, frequently we think about life course right from birth until until we with till our till our journey ends and um, but we oftentimes focus on early childhood not you know that's a really important topic but given the fact that our baby boomers are um, populating the, the country for you know at quite a rate um, you know in terms of senior citizens um, I think what she has to offer will will be really informative for all of us here um, in the United States um, so really some great experiences that she'll be bringing to us um, we've sent invitations to um, Dr. Karen Grone, who comes out of uh, the World Bank, and she has a focus on gender as well. And so we're, you know, fingers crossed that we might be able to have her serve us either in a face-to-face -face plenary or possibly as a pre-recorded hybrid. 
And then finally, we have another invited guest, um, uh, Dr. Patty Tucker, who comes out of the CDC. Um, and you know, certainly as we were going into 2020 with COVID hitting, oh my goodness, the work that she's had and all of her colleagues at the CDC has been, have been confronting amazing. And so we're hoping she might be able to join us as well. But there's a, a, a great span of expertise um, broadening our opportunities to think about what does, what does home economics mean and what do we need to know to be able to do our work most effectively. So now that we know kind of who our speakers are, what, so are there any special unique uh, events to the United States from this? Yes. And so, you know, speaking about, you know, from the Congress schedule, there's different kinds of things that are taking place that might be a little bit almost hidden. And so I want to call attention to those. Um, Gwendolyn mentioned that in the evenings, we're going to be holding um, concurrent sessions that are more workshop or um um, symposium kind of space that are more dialogical, you know, though it's hard to record. Um, but there's also opportunities for, or we're hoping to have opportunities for conversing with colleagues who might be up at that time of the day, that might, that might be their start of the workday, and they might be able to join us for conversations. And so those are some unique opportunities that aren't on the schedule right now, because it's a very, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a thumbnail schedule that you see, but I think those are pretty cool. Um, the second kind of pieces, and this is where, as we craft the actual program, um, what what Gwendolyn, myself, Bev Card, and others do, um, who are part of, uh, who are who are tasked with this, is that we start to look for um, not only those themes that Gwendolyn mentioned in a, a couple of comments ago, but we're also looking for some unique opportunities. And we're going to create, and we had done this, done the thinking about it for 2020, we're going to come back to it for 2022, and they're going to be presidential special events. And so things that Gwendolyn will be hosting, um, and we don't know what they are yet, because we haven't looked at our plans and we haven't gotten the schedule together yet. But be sure to know that there'll be something pretty remarkable. Gwendolyn, I know you want to jump in. Yeah, yeah. The presidential spotlight, I think, is what we ended up calling it. And that's in part because I could see when it, Jenny just mentioned, we've been through this all once before. We planned a great Congress schedule for a Congress that got postponed. So we're going to redo that. We're going to come back, look at look at the things that were submitted this time around. Um, but uh, as I was looking through the different things, research or best practice um, submissions that were made, I realized that there were uh, that there were a few opportunities for me um, as current president of BIFHE to really highlight some different things that I really believe in strongly. Uh, I know your guests may have um, uh, had the opportunity to listen to a previous podcast episode where I talked about um, waste literacy and the World Home Economics Day 2023 theme and how much I care about uh, the, the topic of waste. Um, sustainability is a particular passion of mine. Uh, uh, I teach at Texas State University and there I actually uh, uh, led a uh, the development of a sustainability studies graduate degree. Um, I'm fortunate to be in a university where the community agreed that uh, the School of Family and Consumer Sciences was the right host for an interdisciplinary sustainability studies degree because I had convinced them, right, that we were the original sustainability discipline. So obviously things related to sustainability are important to me, but also um, as the president of IFHE, I'm really keenly aware of our future as a discipline as part of my responsibility to think about that. I tell my colleagues occasionally when, you know, when we might be feeling a little bit um, uh, beleaguered, right? Like so much to do, so few of us to do it. I tell them, you know, um, we can't 
uh, actually drop the skein, drop the ball. And when I say ball, I'm not picturing a basketball. I'm picturing a ball of yarn. We can't drop the ball um, because uh, as that ball rolled away from us, all that's going to happen is someone else is going to come along and pick it up and reinvent home economics. You know, if we all just stopped being family and consumer scientists, just said, whatever, this is too much work, somebody else will come along in 10 years and claim that they've invented the whole thing, right? Because it's so urgent and necessary in the world as it is today. So the presidential spotlight is partly to say, where are people having conversations that are really important to us thinking about our future as a profession? In some cases, that has to do with the, the fundamental underlying ethical core that, that um, lies at the heart of what it means to be family and consumer scientists, right? Um, in a world where everybody's thinking about, uh, you know, where the money's coming from or uh, who their stakeholders are, we belong to a discipline where our stakeholders are families and consumers. That Those are our stakeholders, right? We're responsible at the end of the day to those people, right? The people whose lives we're we're trying to empower them to make their own lives better and that's unique among many different disciplines that we are responsible not to some agency not to some industry but to the the individuals families and consumers that we are educating the other thing i'm always keenly aware of is that home economics as a discipline was founded to give women access to science education and so and and more than that recognize that science education was a way to empower people to protect their families from the damage caused by the industrial revolution from pollution from adulterated products from um, mislabeling from um, you know predatory financial practices and so as the current president of uh, ifhe i will be selecting different sessions from those that are submitted to the world congress that really highlights some of the things that I think are urgent and important for us to be talking about as we look forward to the future. A huge harp that I'm always strumming on, or if I'm gonna harp about something, I'm harping about how, um, how much work we have to do in the area of technology. I have a device right over here that I can tell to turn on a light, but nobody who invented this device consulted home economists about how that device was supposed to operate. So I've got robots in my home that are doing things, but um, the, the planning behind that robot was done by computer scientists. Home economists weren't included or involved. Technology has penetrated our homes completely. Uh, communication technology, the internet, digital technology, and we need to be players in that conversation. We need to be, uh, we need, need to not be waiting to be invited, right? We need to like literally just drag our chairs into the room and pull up our seats at the table and say, um, all right, this is happening. Let's talk about what we can do to protect the stakeholders that we have all worked so hard to focus on. What's best for families? What's best for um, consumers and homes when it comes to the future of technology. So that'll be another piece that I'll be um, sure to highlight as I look through the different submissions and the different opportunities because home in the future is what I really care about, right? Um, where we all can be excited about the future or anxious about the future, the future can be unclear, but there's one thing I'm gonna tell you that's certain about the future. All of us are gonna have a home in the future. It's, we may not know what it's going to look like, right? But human beings cannot help but make homes wherever they go. 
So uh, I think that's something that, that, that will be unique to this particular World Congress because it, it will be unique to me and the, the um, vision that I'm bringing as the current president. I really appreciate the room that the Congress organizers have made for me to, to point out things that I think are, are, um, are going to start powerful conversations for us around our future as family and consumer scientists. Uh, that just that's so moving and it just makes me think I'm excited for the future I've always been I've always been the opportunist where I see the the glasses half full and but also real I'm a realist <laughs> but it, it's exciting to think just like you mentioned wherever humans go we build a home and yeah and technology has penetrated our home so it's it's interesting that you you really put a unique spin on that topic because a lot of people don't think about that kind of stuff well we we are actually this is the part i feel really certain that we are as home economists uh we are really thinking about these we are worrying about them as educators we can't help but notice that our students have this this high powered device right that's in their hands or in their pocket or at least on their minds almost 24 7 right from when they wake up to when they go to sleep so we're thinking about it we just need to um, start actually having conversations about how we're going to do the research and develop the best practices to take into account the impact that these kinds of technologies are having and also to to demand our part as um, people who are have the expertise to shape where this this future is going um, because uh, uh, in other parts of the world uh, home economists are participating in conversations around this and so uh, I'm not saying let's storm Silicon Valley but uh, you know somebody does their laundry in Silicon Valley and somebody makes their lunch and somebody takes out their trash um, they have homes too and so uh we we need to find better ways to point out that um uh you know people need to think about the ecosystem that their products are going into and the ecosystem in this case is the the home and family system absolutely it's a whole topic all it's in a itself whole topic so that's a reason if people are thinking about it, another reason why to participate in a world congress a reason to participate in a world congress is because one of the purposes of the world congress is to drive forward the agenda related to home economics as an international discipline and so we need people to represent all kinds of different perspectives and experiences your perspectives and experiences uh barbara are valuable and we need people to come uh, to this one place that we'll all be together um, and then joined, you know, by some of our colleagues uh, in a virtual manner in order to actually have these really important conversations. Uh, every four years, we have this chance. Absolutely. And so when we talk about that kind of synergy and networking that needs to be taking place to be able to think about how do we move the agenda forward, a really important session that's actually a pre-Congress session it's going to be held on August 27th, and that is the Educators Pre-Congress, and it focuses on globalizing um, FCS curriculum. And so this is going to be an opportunity to work with colleagues from um, our international colleagues. Um, Dr. Donna Pendergast is going to be our keynote and helping us through thinking through that globalization process for curriculum. And I think it's going to be an opportunity to really jumpstart what's taking place in the United States and help the United States be really part of this, the energy, the synergy um, movement that's, take, that's, 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 that's happening around the world and, and, and making those kinds of connections. Oh, that's that exciting. A, that's a virtual event, right, Janine? It so is. It is a virtual event, so available to teachers from across the country, even if they can't get to Atlanta personally. Well, so that is August 27th? August 27th. 
Okay. Well, I think that is my first day of school, but I can participate virtually on that one. See, already thinking ahead. As teachers, we're constantly planning. That's exactly it. Well, I would love to know, where can we find out more information about World Congress uh, 2022, along with the International Federation of Home Economics? So the biggest and easiest, ifhe.org, and that will take people to the um, IFHE website. Um, And the things that Gwendolyn talked about in our previous session and things that were mentioned now, they're they're there. And, you know, it's a good opportunity to um, get familiar with the IFHE um, because there's just a plethora of information that's there. There's also a link to the Congress, but I know also you're going to have in your materials, I know, Barbara, you've already made it happen for us, that you have a link to the Congress website itself. And so that's kind of the go-to space. If you want the most current information on what's going on with the Congress, it's going to be the website. Um, You are going to get pushes. And so we are, you know, we're grateful to our colleagues at AAFCS because they are pushing forward announcements that we have. Um, on behalf, you know, that are about the Congress. We're also going through our ACTE um, Division for Family Consumer Sciences. And so with gratitude to Dr. Carol Warehan, who's our Vice President for FCS, she has been working to help us put forward information too. Our extension colleagues are doing the same thing at the national level for um, FCS extension. And so if you see these pushes coming from different corners of family consumer sciences across the United States, it's because all of these organizations recognize the power that Congress is going to bring and how um, the United States FCS professionals should be involved. Um, But that website, that's gonna be your go-to. And so thank you, thank you, Barbara, for making that available to everyone um, through your work. No, absolutely. I love, as, as we mentioned earlier before recording, I love networking. I love the art of relationship building. And I think this is a perfect opportunity where we can all come together globally and break bread together and be able to talk about all of the important topics that we teach in our classrooms together because it's it's my slogan we're we're better together and it's so true we really are when our minds come together great great conversations happen but they become those actions. They become actionable conversations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, people who are able to attend the World Congress in Atlanta in 2022 will um, discover that their lives have been changed. Um, if you're trying to think like, huh, how can I change my life? Is there something I can do to make my life different? Um, this is something that you can do uh, that um, will actually actively change the direction of your life. Uh, through the relationships, through the uh, the perspective change, through the understanding that the work that you do and that you care about is actually part of a much larger picture uh, that you're contributing to. Um, it can provide an, a feeling of essential meaning um, that we don't always have when we're, you know, down in the trenches, you know, head down just doing our job. So... I really appreciate you inviting us to come and talk about this. Uh, what a great way to, uh, you know, Janine and I talk to each other all the time, um, uh, you know, because I'm, um, we're always helping to problem solve and, and um, I'm here to support them and push the mission forward. But it's been fun just to like chat about it, um, you know, in a, in a more casual way. So thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. It's, it's my favorite. It really is. I just, I love having these conversations that are, they're original and they're authentic. 
I love authentic, relevant. This is professional development, but also conversations. So thank you ladies for joining. Like I said earlier, we're better together. Let's continue leading student success with FCS and on the international scale, globally, home economics. Barbara Scully from the Connect FCS Ed podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the family and consumer sciences, FCS Classroom, sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more, each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community, with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions. Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS.